0: Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and kind of a politics nerd. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon I'm gonna teach you stuff know it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's three65 today we're gonna talk about something that didn't actually happen all that long ago though at this point it kind of feels at least a century old on September 24th 2019 Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi announced a formal impeachment inquiry into U.S. President Donald Trump, alleging that he tried to enlist the aid of a foreign power for his own benefit. Trump would later be impeached, though not much came of it. But let's back up. When Trump was elected in November 2016, the Democrats were shocked. It seemed impossible that a former reality TV star and real estate mogul could win over Hillary Clinton, a former Secretary of State and First Lady. Polls had Clinton up all over, and pundits were all but certain she'd be the next president. But though Clinton won the popular vote, Trump netted 304 electoral votes to her 227. People had a lot of theories as to how Trump managed to win. Though he did have a solid base of voters, Democrats suspected he'd had some help from foreign powers, particularly Russia, whom US intelligence agencies already knew had at least attempted to interfere with the election. Trump certainly seemed like he was hiding a lot of things. He refused to release his tax returns, something every presidential candidate does, and people suspected his finances were tied up in foreign interests. Once Trump was inaugurated, there were various efforts to investigate him, his businesses and his finances. A special prosecutor, Robert Mueller, was tasked with probing Trump and his potential connections with Russia, an effort that took two years and culminated in a 448-page report that didn't exonerate Trump. In fact, Mueller found a number of links between Trump and Russia, but didn't definitively find that the Trump family had broken the law. So that was that, for a few months at least. The Trump family just couldn't steer clear of a scandal. In August 2019, a whistleblower report revealed that a month earlier, Trump had a phone call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. On the call, Trump asked Zelensky to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden, one of Trump's potential challengers vying for the Democratic presidential nomination, and his son, Hunter Biden, who had served on the board of a Ukrainian energy company whose owner was at some point investigated for possible corruption. Trump wanted Zelensky to discuss this potential investigation with his personal lawyer, one, Rudy Giuliani, and with William Barr, the Attorney General. Worse, from the whistleblower report, it seemed like Trump was trying to use political leverage to force Ukraine to investigate the Bidens, reportedly ordering then-acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney to withhold nearly $400 million in military aid to Ukraine just a few days prior to speaking with Zelensky. Biden was, at the time, considered the frontrunner for the Democratic nomination, which Trump knew. So basically, if the whistleblower was correct, and it was corroborated by the acting ambassador of Ukraine, Trump was trying to enlist a foreign power in helping him take down a political opponent and win a presidential election, a violation of the Constitution of the United States. It wasn't Russia, but it was something. Trump denied using any quid pro quo i.e. an exchange of political favors. But things certainly looked fishy. And so, on September 24th, Pelosi announced an impeachment inquiry. The actions of the Trump presidency have revealed the dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of justice, betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections, she said, in a statement announcing the inquiry. By late November, the Democrats decided to go forward with impeaching the president. And in mid-January of 2020, the Articles of Impeachment passed in the Democratic-led House of Representatives. But the Republican Majority Senate wasn't particularly interested in impeaching the Republican president, and the Senate trial was pretty much a sham. The president never testified under oath. Members of a staff who probably could have offered some helpful information, like former United States National Security Advisor John Bolton, who published a book just a few months later that suggested the president was pretty big on illegal activity, also didn't testify. On February 5th, after a very not-grueling inquisition, the Senate voted to acquit Trump, and that, unfortunately, was that. I still remember when each of these various events happened, and I was just avidly refreshing my Twitter feed over and over and over again. I think my dad didn't turn off the news for like, I don't even know, 20 hours one day during the impeachment inquiry. And it was insane, like trying to keep up with all of this. And even still, every single day, there's lots and lots for us to keep up with. (laughs) And now for our fun music fact of the day. On September 24th, 1991, Nirvana released their second studio album, Nevermind. The album entered the chart at number 144, but by January 1992, it shot up to number one and is one of the most iconic albums of its era. Its first single, Smells Like Teen Spirit, was even inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Nevermind was so popular, it's actually credited with helping grunge rock enter the mainstream. And almost as iconic as its music, is its front cover, a shot of a baby swimming underwater. Apparently, lead singer Kurt Cobain and drummer Dave Grohl decided on the cover design after watching a documentary on water babies. The baby's name is Spencer Eldon. He is now an artist in his late 20s. And now it's time for our final segment of the day, when I look into my own photo library and see what I was up to on September 24th in my life. All right. So I'm scrolling through here and it looks like, oh my God. Okay. On September 24th, I got my Spotify statistics back in 2018 for what I was listening to. And my top genre of 2018 was modern rock. I listened to a lot of modern rock. I also listened to garage rock 18% of the time, which is odd, but okay. (laughs) I would mostly stream at 2 PM and then I would not stream at all from the hours of 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., which is probably actually where I reach peak streaming times in my own listening now as a 20-year-old two years later. Um, But apparently my music categories could be categorized if you looked at the songs I was listening to purely based off of who listens to them. Spotify said that I am a fitness enthusiast. It says, you stream like a fitness enthusiast. Do you even lift or run or bike based on playlists in your library? We're guessing that yes, you do. Well, unfortunately, exercise is still not something that I've I've really kind of put into my day-to-day routine, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it, I promise. Um, Yeah, but they described me as turnt and a fitness enthusiast of which I am Neither. So, yeah, maybe your music taste is also opposite to who you are as well. And that wraps up this episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am MXM Tune. Thank you all so much for listening to this, and I will talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 mxm tune thanks for listening to today's episode of 365 days with mxm tune make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along with us on social media at 365 days mxm tune on all platforms